Alright everybody, today we've got a great podcast. So we're going to talk a little bit about video games and kids. Alright? Kids playing video games, is it good? Is it bad? What's the deal? What's the problem? Is there a problem? Who knows? But let me tell you a few facts that uh, maybe you didn't know. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. You know, the topic of video games and whether they're good for your child, um, this has been discussed for many, many years. Right? Kids will always, always be drawn to video games. Just like back in the day when I was growing up and we used to play with jacks and marbles, you know, Stretch Armstrong, toy soldiers. <laughs> well, you know, now, today, through all the modern technology... You know, kids are more acclimated to things digital. You know, so whether, you know, the parents let them play with the, their, let the kids play with their phone or play with a tablet or whatever the case may be, you know, kids growing up, they, they're going to be drawn to playing games and being able to, you know, slide a block across the screen and drop it in the hole or whatever the case may be. In video games, you know, you can you can become a hero. You know, you can go on adventures. You can take on challenges and you know, eventually maybe even defeat the video game boss the video game boss at the end of the level or the end of the game the sole purpose of you being on this adventure is to save the princess and take down the evil villain <laughs> that's what makes you a hero and to a child this sounds amazing heck it even sounds amazing to adults right but to some parents, this aspect still raises eyebrows. So, what's so bad about video games? I mean, you know, it makes sense to worry about, you know, is it addictive? Is it isolating? Um... Lots of parents have concerns about their children spending too much time, whether it be indoors or eyes glued to the screen. And some common concerns that make parents, you know, think about video games are things like addiction. You know, what's the potential dangers of kids becoming 
too addicted living out their lives in that virtual world <laughs> uh, what about age appropriateness right is the content that their child is taking in is it age appropriate um, does it have violence inappropriate language or behavior you know how about safety and health they're concerned that maybe their child may become a couch potato not enough exercise uh, what about antisocial concerns how can parents know what's safe and what's not safe for their child did you know that just like movie ratings, there's also a game rating system. There is. Some parents know it. Some parents may not. It's called the Entertainment Software Ratings Board. Short ESRB. So if you look at the ESRB, there's several categories probably I don't know six or seven categories typically most people they play games that are in one of two categories we'll go over that real quick but so for instance the youngest one is a C category which is childhood or early childhood early childhood it kind of looks like a lowercase e with an uppercase c. Early childhood. And then we have e for everyone. We have e 10 plus, which is everyone 10 and over. We have t for teen. We have m for mature, which is 17 and over. We have A for adults only, that's 18 and over. And then RP, which stands for Ratings Pending. Now, basically, if we break it down, early childhood is content intended for young children. E for everyone is content suitable for all ages, may contain minimal cartoon fantasy or mild violence and or infrequent use of mild language mild language everyone 10 plus is suitable for ages 10 and up may contain more cartoon fantasy or mild violence mild language and or minimal suggestive themes Teen, which is a popular one, and Mature, which is a popular one. These are the two that most games are in that I see. Teen is something like Fortnite, for instance. That content is generally suitable for ages 13 and up. May contain violent, suggestive themes, crude humor, humor, excuse me, Minimal blood, simulated gambling, and or infrequent use of strong language. 
<laughs> when I when I was a kid, that was like rated X. <laughs> no, okay, maybe not X. All right, uh, that was more like an adult theme thing right there. But it's funny because when you get older, here I am, thirty five, forty years later, and and now it's like the things that were like <gasps> when I was a kid. Now it's like teen rating. So then we go to mature. We have content is suitable for ages 17 and up. This is games like um, maybe like a Call of Duty or uh, Grand Theft Auto. May contain intense violence, blood and gore, sexual content. And or strong language. Okay. Then we have adults only, which is the A. This is suitable for only adults 18 and up. So they went up one year. May include prolonged scenes of intense violence. Graphic sexual content and or gambling with real currency. Okay. And then, of course, your rating pending is, uh, of course, not yet assigned a final ESRB rating. So, Typically, a game, when it's being advertised, might have an RP rating. And then when it launches onto the scene and the public can buy it, it's going to have one of the ratings listed on the box. So, Just check at the bottom of the box in one of the corners. You should be able to see the rating for the game in case you're interested. All right? But look, there's even benefits to video games. All right? So, just give me an example. All right? For instance, um, you know, when, when people think about video games, usually they picture players... Killing mindless zombies over and over. But there's some benefits, like, for instance, enhanced creativity is an example. Okay? You know, today's games, they offer a little more substance, more challenging concepts, strategies, and advanced graphics. Look, Minecraft, for example. Minecraft is a very popular game. It encourages kids to explore creativity through a game interface while still having fun playing Minecraft. They can create their own virtual universe using building blocks. You know, parents and educators alike have discovered that you know, Minecraft is more than just a mindless activity. You know, it's it's actually an innovative and educational tool that inspires and educates and builds skills that help children in school and in the future professions. All right. What about helping the brain with processing speeds and memorization? Yeah. That's it. 
positive aspect of video game. By playing video games, you are constantly challenged and pushed to reach new levels. You know, each one is more difficult than the last. And as a player, if you fail to adapt, improvise, adapt, overcome to the new level and the new movements, or increase your skill, you won't be able to finish the game. Therefore, you're always striving to improve. This very important concept encourages kids to think critically, develop pattern recognition, and make informed decisions. What about increasing social behavior? How about that one for a positive thing for video games? Social behavior. Gaming isn't just limited to playing in the same room anymore. You know, kids can go online, they can group up, they can play online multiplayer games, chat with one another. I mean, I to this day play with people that I've met online 15 years ago. And we've been playing ever since. Not a ton, but, you know, I know, I don't know, six, eight people that I've known for at least ten years or more. And when you're playing together and talking to each other and enjoying each other's company, I mean, it's really a fun time. You know? Online multiplayer games, it'll give kids a chance to participate and sometimes even lead a diverse group or a team. Actually enhances their leadership, coaching, and teamwork skills. All of this strikes bonds with other players and makes the experience that much more social. You know, playing video games today is even more social than it's ever been. Um, some games explicitly reward effective cooperation and supporting each other and, and, and helping your teammate get somewhere or get to the next level. Or I remember a game one time, I forget, Oh, a splinter cell. That's right, splinter cell. You go in with a teammate, and for you to access the enemy and get to the next level, you had to climb up on, like, one guy had to kind of sit, squat next to a wall, right? And you had to climb up on top of him to get up to the ledge. It was the only way up. And then once you get up, you would put your arm down and your buddy would jump up and grab your arm and then you had to pull him up. <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't... Speaking of Splinter Cell, where is Splinter Cell? <laughs> the best one 
was my favorite Splinter Cell was the last one that came out on the 360. It was so much fun. And I've been waiting years for the next Splinter Cell. They say it's coming, but we don't have any information right now. But anyway, I'll keep you posted. The bottom line, guys, is video games, you know, can be beneficial. Um, of course, I think the word that you're looking for is moderation, right? Moderation. There's so many reasons why video games can be a benefit. And there's also reasons why you may not be comfortable handing over the controller to them. But, you know, staying in touch with the child and the games as a unit, communicating, that all is going to play a great deal in the child enjoying the time that they get to play with the game. You know, it's just like any digital consumption, whether it's video games, cellular device, tablet, TV. It's important to limit the time for kids. Now, as you get older, you know, you'll start to make those decisions on your own as you get into the adult world. But, you know, as a parent, you know, you can limit the time. You know, talk to them about how much time they currently spend playing games and how much they're allowed to spend. And maybe even, you know, gain time by taking out the trash or, you know. Vacuuming the floor. That gets you 30 minutes, Tommy. <laughs> Clean your room up. You get another 30 minutes. Whatever, you know. Make the rules up as you go, but kind of put yourself in their shoes and and know that they really, really enjoy it. I mean, obviously. If you're listening to this podcast and you've gotten this far, Obviously, your child enjoys it. But, look at this. 97% of teens in the U.S. play video games. 97% of teens play video games. Video games are not going to go away anytime soon. As a matter of fact, they're only getting stronger. They're growing. Matter of fact, let me pull up some statistics for you real quick. Alright, listen to this. At a glance, 90% of parents pay attention to the games their child plays. 90%. That's good. That's good. 63% of gamers play with other gamers. 63. There's your social aspect. 75% of Americans, 75% of Americans have at least one gamer in their household. 
Did you know that the average age of a gamer? Take a guess. What's the average age of a gamer? Go ahead. I'll wait. Okay. <laughs> the average age of a gamer is 35. 35. Yeah. It's not 18. Okay. 35. 65% of American adults play video games. 65 the smartphones have really jumped up in the last couple years. They've kind of actually surpassed console gaming and PC gaming. Those are your three main categories. You got your smartphones or your, you know, your, your, I guess they're smartphone gaming. I, I, I don't know if. I guess tablets would be kind of like in that category. Not sure. But they lead the way. Smartphone gaming leads the way. Second place is console gaming. And then comes PC gaming. Let me see if I can find that statistic real quick. Let's go through some more real quick here. Um... There are two and a half billion gamers in the world. Two and a half billion. Forty-eight percent of the studios that make games, forty-eight percent of the gaming studios, are currently working on VR and AR, which is virtual reality and augmented reality. That's the future. That's what's coming next. Augmented reality and virtual reality. Um, there's 25 new games released on Steam every day. Steam is a website where PC gamers can get their games. Um, let's see. Now you think about entertainment industry. All right, entertainment industry. And you think about movies and you think about music. All right? So when you compare movies and music to games, let me give you the statistic. All right? Here it is. Last year, the box office, the music, or I'm sorry, the movie industry brought in $41 billion. $41 billion. Now you think about a, a movie like, say, for instance, um, Avengers Endgame, right? That did almost uh, $1 billion. That did almost $1 billion. The entire year for the movies was $41 billion, all right? The music industry is about $19 billion. So $41 for movies, 
19 billion for music. That's about uh, 41, 19. That's 60 billion, 60 billion dollars for movies and music. Are right, you ready for this? Video games, not 60 billion. 150 billion dollars. Wow. Video games more than doubles movie and music. So, <laughs> so look, I video games are going nowhere. They're going to be here forever. As a matter of fact, the industry of streaming live, of course, you've heard about Twitch and Mixer, right? People play games live and people tune in, join their rooms and watch them and chat. It's huge. Gigantic. But anyway, you guys, if you want any more statistics, you're welcome to use Google. It's a wonderful tool. But let me finish up by just saying this, all right? Video games aren't going anywhere, all right? Just remember, the more you know, the happier you and your kids will be, all right? So here are a couple things that you can just kind of remember, all right? Number one, make sure you check in the ratings. The ratings. I said ratings. <laughs> Number one, make sure you check in the ratings. Of all the games that your child plays. Number two, set limits right, to how often or how long your child can play. Number three, keep video game and equipment in shared spaces. All right. So when you're walking around, you can see what they're doing. You know, they're still interacting with you while they're staring at the screen. Johnny, what do you want for dinner? Um, hold on. Let me finish this. Uh, hot dogs. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Um, number four. You can go into a console setting and enable parental controls for game consoles. You can put certain settings. You can even put time limits that the game console will even work. So if you need more information on that, you can't find it anywhere, you can always hit me back up right here. And finally, stay up to date. Stay up to date with the newest video game consoles and find out which one is best for your household. Okay? We are going to keep talking about video games and the future of video games, video game news right here on this channel. And I hope you guys keep coming back for more. So thank you guys. Appreciate it. I'm out. Peace.